Welcome, incautious mortals, to Legion's Revenge, the only 80s D&D campaign that slayed the princess and rescued the fairest dragon in all the land. I'm your dyslexic rogue, neon dung master, dungeon master Jeff. <laughs> With me are a few of other misfits that met. I met in a quest where we were given a tavern. Uh, my name is KR, and I'm here because he knows stuff, and I just need to know what that stuff is. And who are you playing? I don't even fucking remember, man. That's what, on, what's my that's character's name, Jeff? Craven. <laughs> I guess Craven. Yeah. All right. Well, I, uh, for my part, I am uh, Jubilee the Soto. You just call me the Soto. Uh, I am your uh, guy who got picked up by the party and uh, really wanted to stay and, like, try to get some branding going for the tavern, try to make it a real presence, but uh, then goblins. Um, and I am playing Landis, uh, the dashing uh, lupine swordsman. And I am your hero of heroes. I am Dante, here to fight... <laughs> Our evil overlords and win the fair maiden's heart. I forgot. <laughs> I was just waiting for oh, a time. And I am, I am Kevin, <laughs> aka. Oh, the, my heart is in the mood. The nuisance it's goblin the that's running around, hiding inside of this dead horse, waiting for everybody to come, so I could pop out like a, like a macabre jack in the box. Like and I'm also fixing the fog machine. Yeah, sorry about yeah. that. Welcome, everyone, uh, to Peculiar Objects. Uh, actually, this is also a top on top of that, an inception of uh, Peculiar Objects, which is a Kids on Bikes uh, podcast where we recreate all your favorite 80s teen horror movies. Uh, movies such as My Bloody Valentine, such as Hell Knight, um, and also from the people that brought you Halloween, Halloween 2. More of The Night He Came Home, a movie where a reluctant John Carpenter was legally obligated to make a sequel that was never meant to be. Brought to you by Budweiser. When the studios have you contracted to write a sequel to a series intended to be an anthology series for Halloween night, get some liquid courage on ya and turn your unstoppable antagonist and your final girl protagonist into visiting your siblings in the hospital. Budweiser. Yeah. 150 years of true American independent brewing. Belgian and Brazilian owned since 2008. I am your host of all this madness and macabreness, uh, Nigel Collins. Um, I'm here, along with Max, uh, to help these guys go through this journey into the madness and macabre of Legion's Revenge. The guys that we're talking earlier, that's Anthony, Casey, and Steve, they're stuck up in the middle of this joint. Uh, and actually... Yeah. We should uh, probably let the audience know what's going on. Uh, like, uh, uh, Jeff, you got any like uh, playback or anything that could help along with that? DeSoto might have some help as well. well yeah, I got the, uh, I got the, I got the bootleg uh, laser disc of the. Uh, well, it's not the Tom Hanks classic um, Monsters and Mazes. Actually, it's this. Mm. It's the. It's the Bavarian. Um, I mean. Rip-off is an unkind thing to say. It's their interpretation of the story. But, uh, in any way, I did happen to get the laser disc. So if you'll just, if you want to lift that plate of, uh, bagel bites my mom brought down, you just want to, oh, yeah, okay. Sorry. By the way, Jamal, you, you don't have to be quite that 
thankful when she hands you a plate of bagel bites. You could just like you could be like regular level polite. I it's just, a soda. I just I just love when it. Pizzas when your mom brings the the pizza bagels. I mean I I don't get pizza bagels at home, so your mom just bringing it just makes my day. Remy's here's, bagel here's bites bring all the boys here's the to the thing basement. To what? What's that? Thing? Pizzas on a bagel. Yeah. You can have pizza anytime. <laughs> it's against the laws of man and God. Anyway, I'll just go ahead and uh, put this in here. Spindle up the the crystal, as I understand, is the process in a laser disc. <laughs> Zoom! And off it goes. Previously on Legion's Revenge. We also hold, hold tabletop campaigns and sessions down here. As well as the revolution. Welcome to the sanctuary. Wow, that's definitely a table. And there's a top to it. I brought you down here to prove yourself. Prove that you are worthy of the knowledge that I possess. I mean, there's nothing stopping you, I guess, except, like, human decency. So, how exactly are we going to prove ourselves? By controlling your avatars and proving that in this miniature world that I have constructed that you, in this world, have what it takes. We gotta play a board game so you'll tell us information. Oh, board is the last thing you'll be, my friend. He shows that he is holding your skeleton key, and he puts it back into his sleeve. If you needed more reason to join the game, there is yours. This is the final quest to rid the world of vampires and save the moon. Wait, so are we are we werewolfums? Is that what I'm what I'm to understand? Craven, the one who always showed the most promise. Dante, the one who may have not had the most strength, but had the most will to push forth. And Landis, while he was never the biggest or the quickest, but yet the smart one to know when a fight is lost. I'm Baker, leader of the Cursed Kindred. You are tasked with taking this walking chest to the Blasphemous Church. Chapter 15. Getting Mr. Erickson's Affairs in Order. Spencer's Folly, 1980X. 11.04 p.m. Mr. Erickson is a nice man, that goes without saying. He supports local charities and local businesses when he can. As a husband, he is polite, respects his wife, her opinions, and her beliefs. Understanding, accepting, and respecting the fact that his wife is still a separate person from himself, who has different ideas, dreams, and opinions, that is important in a marriage. Mr. Erickson is the manager over at Mega Pig and Wesselmart, next to the Moosewood Falls Mall. He's the first one there and the last one out, making sure his store lives up to the standard of the supermarket that claims we won't be beat. It's a bit aggressive, he understands, but it's a great motivator for his store to stay on top of customers' wants and needs. It's been a month since they opened and he's only been able to see his wife a handful of times Mainly her sleeping in bed with it when he gets home. What else is important in a marriage is to respect your wife's wishes and needs. And Mr. Erickson felt that he was failing in that department. 
A simple poem, a quick getaway, or even her favorite Green River phosphate might do the trick if the Four Corners was actually opened. But for tonight, a simple gesture of a handful of wild white avens that grow around Moosewood Falls Mall, a few ingredients to make pina coladas, and a late night snack from French's famous fried chicken should do the trick. Mr. Erickson didn't remember driving his Volvo back home. In fact, he was feeling a bit off since he got off of work, but he wasn't about that he wasn't about to let that put a damper on his romantic gesture. Mr. Erickson opened the front door to find Mrs. Erickson and a red nighty and a gun aimed at him. Next thing he knew, he was on his back with a deafening noise echoing in his head. He felt wet and confused, but the adrenaline must have been coursing through him because he was back on his feet in the blink of an eye. In fact, he felt as strong as he did when he played lacrosse in high school. The pina colada mix must have spelt everywhere, but he wasn't going to let that make him feel any less. Wait, his wife was holding a gun. Huh. Mr. Erickson looked down to see his right hip had been shot. Mr. Erickson looked back towards his wife in time to see a framed portrait of the two of them crashing into his face. The glass shattered into his cheeks and mouth digging deep into his skull, revealing a few things. He couldn't feel pain. A man his wife works with at the PTA was responsible for the portrait shattering into his face, and that he was talking but was not in control of his own body. Oh, sweetheart, I'm home. Mr. Erickson hissed out of his voice to his own horror. I see we have a guest over for dinner. How nice to see you again, Mr. Thomas. Mr. Erickson could feel his mouth grinning, causing shards of glass to scrape his eye. Mr. Thomas and Mrs. Erickson seemed very startled and terrified by all of this, but Mr. Erickson could think of the first time he kissed his wife, the first time he realized he was in love with her, and the day of their marriage, his three favorite memories. All he could feel was peace and happiness, even when he grabbed Mr. Thomas by the wrists and shattered them like bubble wrap. Mrs. Erickson screamed, but it sounded playful to Mr. Erickson, even as she fired five more bullets into him and he continued to break Mr. Thomas's arms and legs, it felt like a fun game. Mr. Erickson picked up Mr. Thomas's broken body over his. My love, I brought home flowers. Mrs. Erickson kept pulling the trigger, but all it was doing was clicking empty. He hurled Mr. Thomas at Mrs. Erickson. They both crashed into the banister. Mr. Thomas was a broken mess bleeding all over Miss Erickson. She tried pushing him off of her, but found a railing had pierced through her right leg into Mr. Thomas's left leg, pinning the two onto the stairs. Mr. Erickson had glided across the room to them, his toes scraping across the wooden floor. Her husband was soaked in his and Mr. Thomas's blood, glass sticking out of his face like a pincushion, with one fist extended with the white avens. He was hovering over them. Mr. Erickson began pushing Mr. Thomas's face into Mrs. Erickson's face. This is the worst thing he had ever done in his life, but it felt like Christmas morning for him. I brought you flowers, my love, for us to kiss and make up. Mrs. Erickson could feel her face breaking while Mr. Thomas had passed out from the pain. She reached around frantically for anything to help, felt a shard of railing, 
gripped it and jabbed it into her husband's neck under the jaw. Mr. Erickson lurched up and slipped on the blood-soaked wood floor, pulling Mr. Thomas off of her. Miss Erickson grabbed her pierced leg, ripped it off of the railing, and then began crawling through a slippery red floor. She could see the front door was wide open, and that the neighbors across the street had come out with flashlights on. Mrs. Erickson reached the threshold, screamed out for help. The last thing the neighbors saw was Mrs. Erickson quickly dragged into the house, the front door slamming shut. They ran back inside, locked their door, and called the police. We bring you guys back to the real McCoy's basement. Uh, the song, uh, She's Lost Control, is ending and slowly starting to play is Shadow Play by Joy Division. Uh, a quick little goblin creature is refilling the fog machines, and the four of you are in the midst of your campaign. Uh, Kevin, have you gotten the smoke huh? machine working again? I, I got it filled up, but it needs another ten minutes. I'm sorry. Oh. Do you guys want Doritos? Uh, we're, we're gonna keep going. It okay. should be ready. It, it should be ready when it needs to be. I want some Doritos. Oh, okay, never mind. Um, Kevin walks over to Desoto, uh, reaches into his pocket, yeah. and pulls out uh, a handful of Doritos and places it in front of <laughs> just you. Loose, <laughs> just loose, just loose Doritos. Uh, well, I mean, don't, don't call up what you can't put back down, I guess. So, uh, DeSoto takes, like, the least, like, a couple of, like, the most unbroken, least grodulated mm. ones, like the ones that look least pockety, mm. and just, like, take a, take a couple of those. Fun fact, I learned, uh, recently that in the rest of the world, Cool Ranch Doritos are just called American flavor. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Well, these are definitely yeah. nacho yeah, flavor, I'll tell you that. Hell yeah, okay. And a then little I, then, linty. Then DeSoto takes those, and, you know, he says, you know what, I, I don't want to get my fingers all, all orangey for the, for this, uh, for my character sheet and DeSoto. my dice. So I'm gonna just set these down real here, I'm gonna eat them in a little bit. As you turn around to start saying that, Kevin has disappeared. Oh, thank God. I throw it on the floor. Um, you hear in the distance, I saw that. <laughs> Shut up, Kevin! DeSoto, I understand. Get some paper plates! DeSoto, I understand not wanting pocket Doritos, but that's rude, dirtying the floor this way. Alright, can we please get on to the campaign? Kevin is here for your abuse. Here, but sir, there are lines. To be. Um, as you guys are saying this, right, suddenly yeah, yeah. fog on, starts swirling go. around you. Um, hey, you're go. only able to kind of see each other next to each other, and even uh, Jeff is a little uh, silhouetted. Ooh. Spookle patient. Suddenly, on the board, you guys see a little light that's that's emanating through, that's small and green, as you walk through the forest. Having defeated the ghosts, you suddenly begin to see a light gleaming in between the branches. Though it is faint and seems to be somewhat in the distance, it also seems like it's coming from a, quite a small thing. It's moving rather quickly, though, zipping in and out in between the tree line. A will-o'-the-wisp, perhaps. You know, uh, gentlemen, it occurs to me, before we go and investigate that, perhaps you ought to give the silver coins that the young maiden gave to us as thanks for rescuing her from those monstros. Maybe you ought to give those silver coins to me for safekeeping, 
just, you know, in case. In case what? You want to spend it on something? No! Never would I Yeah, it sounds about right. No, what is this? No, that's not gonna happen. There's nothing. Yeah, no. There's nothing out here to spend any money on. Just if you keep it all in one place, it's safe, is my point. Yeah. DeSoto, do you want to give me the money? I'll hold it for safekeeping. Uh, no, see, that would violate the the code of my people. I fire an arrow (laughs) at the light. From the bow you Uh, apparently have. I don't know. Do I have a bow? Do I have a bow and arrow or a throwing knife? Dante. With you, with your bronze skills, you are more apt with the throwing daggers. Would you carry? I I stylishly throw my throwing dagger at this light. Please roll dagger me style. Style. It Please right. roll me a brawn. Uh, one day I'll remember my stat. I like that it's it's not like technique. It's not like precision. It's just throw the knife as hard as you fucking can. So no matter. <laughs> <laughs> I if you the throw 14. the knife sideways, you have more surface area to hit things. Exactly. <laughs> 14. Throwing throwing your dagger true, you hear a little crack as it goes speeding through the air, flying directly at the object that is in the field view, almost looking like it may have clipped the object, but you're not sure. It seems to have become faster. Oh, no. I seem to have angered the creature. Well, gentlemen, it seems to me as though this mystery warrants our closer attention, and only through our investigative spirit shall its mystery be resolved. Tally-ho! And Landis, uh, he takes his, his sword, he's got like a rapier, mm-hmm. and he, he dusts off his dueling vest, and he charges off into the forest to investigate this, uh, the spookle patient. Okay. Will you please roll me a flight, Landis? Yeah, dog. Got it. It turns out you need you need dice to, to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> Look, sometimes you're real excited to talk about uh, manga in the pre-show, mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah, Steve and I have been real excited to talk about manga in the pre-show almost every episode. Yeah, we never forget our <laughs> dice. <laughs> okay, that's because your dice are fake. That's because an yeah. electric lady rolls your dice for you. What am I rolling, Max? Uh, you are rolling a flight, Landis. Yeah, flight. Okay, so that's Please a don't six. Don't assume my dice roller's gender. Plus ten. Oh, that. Okay, that's an eleven. So Landis, as you begin to speed after the light, I mean, that's an eleven. Uh, the light in the distance. Yeah. You soon, as you gain speed on it, it seems to be a creature of some sort. You can't quite tell from the distance you're at, but. Whatever this creature is, it has abnormally fast speed. Ooh. Despite the fact that I am not a were-cat, but a were-wolf, I am still attracted to a quickly moving dot of light. Craven, your your allies have thrown a dagger and is now chasing down the creature. What are you doing? Come. Uh, Join me in pursuit. I, I, I run after. Yes. Okay, may I please... We give chase. May I please get a flight from you? Nine. You quickly begin to give chase, keeping pace with Landis and the speeding creature. You, at your distance, also begin to see that it is some sort of creature that is moving exceptionally fast. Well, I can't move faster than a 10. Who's got the fastest flight? Uh, with this uh, plus well, 10, I do. it's uh, Landis. Yeah. Casey. He's my boy, Landis. Okay. So, seeing that Craven is not going to be able to keep pace with me, I direct him. And I say, I'm going to try and corral it 
over that way. Meet us over there because it's a it's a shorter like a shorter way for him to go, so he can. So I'm gonna try to to try like Demopoly this thing here. Dante, uh, steer our ambulatory chest of drawers this wise. I do that. <laughs> um, what the Shrek? Landis, if you would please roll me a brain. Certainly. Aha. Raru. Oh no. Uh, well, that's, um, a one. <laughs> Do, okay, so wait, does Casey get to spend DeSoto's crunchy points on Landis's rolls? Sure, why not? Cool. What am I trying to hit? Uh, let's see, um, a four? Oh, okay. Then yeah, you can have three crunchy points by all means. Alright. Oh. Via the, uh, the flexible mechanics offered by the newest edition of, of advanced, uh, goblins and gulags. No, this is a home- I am able to augment. This is a homebrew rule. Yeah. Oh, it's a, okay, it's a house rule. I see. Alright. Anyway, yes, I meet. As you, as you begin to continue to chase the creature, you start corralling it into Craven's yeah. direction. I do the run with my arms out behind me, like in the Japanimation. Craven, as the creature is getting closer to you, you actually are surprised to see that it is a glowing green turtle. Something that ooh, something that should ooh. have near what nowhere near this much speed. Is is it coming towards me? Does it look scared? Roll me a brain of five. That's a nineteen. Uh, yeah, it, it's you, you with you with your with your telescopic vision. You see that it has been nicked in one of its hands. Okay. So I I I want to bend down and like put on my best Disney princess kind of <laughs> like impression and and try to like like shh it's okay it's okay come here come here I'll I'll help you I'll fix you that's a charm roll of item <laughs> yeah that was gonna say that's uh, I'm looking for our, I'm looking for a charm of nine ah fuck well that's an eleven. Hot damn. Nice. Um, using, using your charm to look not as dangerous as your appearance may be. Maybe looking more sensible than the other werewolves that are in your pack. The creature, the creature comes scurrying to you. You do have to reach out a little bit to grab it because it still looks unsure about coming to you, but it is in your hands. I, I pick it up. Um, I, do I have, like, any kind of basic first aid, like, herbs or whatever? Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe a wrap that I can kind of wrap the turtles. Well, I, I think the answer to that question is predicated upon the answer to another question. Oh, sorry. Do we, as, as lycanthropes, do we have any kind of healing factor that would necessitate, like, because if I could just heal from a cut, then why do I need to carry, like, healing oids? Dante, with the highest charisma of the group, is the one who's been trained in the utmost healthiness. Okay. I go find Dante. I carried the turtle. I pet the turtle's head. What is that disgusting creature you carried with you? (laughs) It's a turtle. (laughs) Don't put a sword in its head, Steve. (laughs) All of you seem quite alarmed when the turtle goes I am Sashmo do not let that butcher try to heal me 
I never mind. That's never mind. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I apologize for him. You scared him, and he is someone who is quick to react and not uh, quick to think. Uh, sure, surely, surely, friend Dante, you mistook Sachmo's uh, speed and grace for a threat, and were merely intimidated by him. You meant him no harm, surely. Yes, let's go with that. <laughs> Though I respect you, I, I respect you gentlemen for not hurting me. I am Sashmo the wise, not Sashmo the foolish. I know, I know intentional damage when I see it. Yeah, that's fair. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not saying that he didn't try to intentionally hurt you. What I'm saying is he didn't realize that you weren't a threat to us. Yeah, you didn't have all the information. Um, KR, with that, I need you to roll me a charm of four. Your charm being 12. That's a five. You know, I've heard about co-dungeon co mastered games, and I've always wondered how in the hell that would work. Uh, but it turns out, if they're both hilarious and super chill, it's really good, actually. <laughs> so I have, I have, I have one slight antidote. My friend Jimmy did something similar. Basically, they were playing a game with two DMs as different factions Ooh. within the same within the same campaign. So at different points, they had to interact with the other group, but they're also like playing a story on their own. Ooh. I thought that was really cool and interesting. Uh, cool. So I rolled a five. So it would also be kind of interesting, if albeit a little chaotic, mm-hmm. if the, the the group was basically um, champions of two gods, right? And, yeah. and each one each Holy one can war. use like basically, if you wanted to do the crunchy points thing, you could use the crunchy points to booster your champion mm-hmm. or hurt the other one, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, like light side like and a dark fundraiser side points. Game. Yeah, all right. We're saying too much. Game. This is all good stuff for the Patreon one day. <laughs> Okay. But for now, you rolled a five, a five. for the four, so you succeeded on convincing yeah. Satchmo of your intentions. Satchmo is soothed. Uh, d- 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 but is, does Satchmo forgive, uh, does he forgive Dante? No, he's a little wary of Dante. Ah, uh, bless. Understandable. As long as we understand each other, we shall not need to cross swords. <laughs> would it help? Would it, Sachmo? Would it help if 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 Dante healed you? Would you let him heal you to show repentance? I, I will give him a chance to try, but no tricks. Right. I, I look at Jamal. I look at Jamal like I give Jamal a death stare. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, actually, uh, all right now, Kr. Uh, I, <laughs> Kr, I want you to do your guys's like mental thing. Have a conversation. I need you to roll me your okay. brains of uh, four. Uh, that's an eight. Okay, dope. So Jamal totally understands what you're saying when you stare at him like that. Okay, cool. And Jamal, you just you just need to figure out a way to use your brawn to heal, <laughs> like heal the tortoise. I'm looking as hard as I'm you I'm looking for can. the heal a, a charm of ten. Oh man. Right in the middle. He's gonna roll a one and stab it in his head. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> okay. Since since I got the death stare, and I understand it, I won't use it. Uh, I won't. I won't take the chances. I'm going to use my cool under pressure, which Ooh. lets me use a crunchy point to take half my die, mm-hmm. 
when yeah. my charm is my 20, so you got I will 10? do that. Well done. Nice. That's good. That's use of smart game, my friend. Yeah. With, with, with clever hands and a soothing touch, you heal Sashmo the wise, and he looks upon you. Uh, maybe I was quick to judge. I appreciate healing my wounded limb. Uh, for such kindness from three otherwise very intimidating creatures, I offer you for the simple cost of something, uh, of something metallic that may hurt people of your kind, I will offer a boon in return. So you're giving us something that will hurt us? No, he's saying, give him a knife, and he'll give us something better. Than a knife. <laughs> no I, I, I'm so, I'm sorry. In my in my old age and wiseness, I I sometimes fall into a particular way of talking. If you offer me a silver uh, coin, no. ah, that makes no, more see, sense. Here's the thing: that's a common misconception, Sachmo the Wise. It's still really fucking can hard I, to I, get stabbed, even if you something, heal afterwards. Can I throw something at Desoto while he's saying this? <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> like a bag of chips or, or a can of soda. Or sure, uh, Kr, go that's ahead. How I get most of my food. Roll me a fight of four. <laughs> I'm like the sister in uh, <laughs> yeah, in an American Tale. <laughs> Bible goes west. She's just singing out the window, hoping people will throw food. This is, at their this house. is my normal fight, yeah. not my enhanced. Yep. Fight, or, or, right? or it's in, or it's like in Hot Fuzz where he's like, I rolled a four, really <laughs> nailed it. I rolled a three. It's a composite four. It's not a nat four, so I don't get to. Uh, Kr it, grabs one of the pocket Doritos and throws it at DeSoto and stares at him, <laughs> and just shakes pocket his head Doritos. Down. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, so I give him, a, I give him one of my silver coins. What do you wish of leader of the pack? Oh, fuck, really? <laughs> I wish for um, uh, a a maiden's fair's heart Ooh. to be mine. Not him. That's I'm not a, him. Don't. That's a great him. one. Can you please for your character? If can you, you want. please? Can you please point us in the direction uh, that we need to go next? I had to blasphemous ah, choice, uh, if my notes uh, uh, be true. Um, ah, of course, um, he looks deep into your eyes, Craven, and suddenly you not only have knowledge of a place that you've never been, but you have acute direction to take you to exactly where you need to be, more so than you ever would have just arriving there. Okay, cool. Uh, Dungeon Master, uh, forgive me, um, Gulag, uh, General, um, can we each... Give such more the wise one of our coins uh, to receive another boon, or is it like one boon per rescue kind of thing? Uh, though, though I may be magical and indeed ancient, I can only grant one per person. No, yeah, that was my question. So, like, if if Dante and I each give you one of our coins, can we have a boon too? Yes. Hooray, Dante! Hey, you can win that maiden's heart, dude. And admittedly, I'm not really sure how consent would figure into that. There's usually a pretty good reason I, that, like... I, I, I nudge both of you and say, remember we need X amount of coins to finish our quest. We have one... Well, yeah, but we had three to start with. And we had one extra. We still only have three no, coins. No, each one of you, no, no, no. each one of you got an extra one when you saved, um, 
Okay, yeah. not just one yes. coin in general. You got three, three, three to start your adventure, three from the damsel. Yeah. So, like, if you didn't want to be a creep about it, you could ask how to, like, ethically charm that maiden, I guess. I hand the turtle fairy a coin. I say, I wish for more coins. That's what I was going to wish for. <laughs> so, honestly, this is just saving me all kinds of time. Perfect. Um... Satchmo lifts his. You heard the man. Satchmo lifts his arms up, and it starts raining small coins <laughs> everywhere. Yes, sweetest. That they're all from di- they're all from different dimensions and mm. have no actual currency in your current one. No, I'm. So- I don't believe that for a goddamn second. It's like in the Harry Potters when they try to spend like galleons in the Muggle world, and they're like, "What the fuck?" Is-? I'm pretty sure Muggles are okay with gold, you guys. So, like, no, I'm sorry if you bring a fucking like. A- <laughs> this is made of iridium. That's great. It's probably gonna kill me, but it's also very valuable. There's a few wooden coins too. Um. Still, I take all the coins as much as I could sure. carry. Uh, you you have quite the sack. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and and you one of quicker feet. Yeah. Uh, forgive me. Um, Kr, what did what did you have uh, Craven wish for? I to finish this campaign. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Okay. I was gonna wish for that if you hadn't already. Okay, uh, my wise and mighty Sachmo, um, I will forbear my, uh, urge to grasp at material gain. Instead, the only reward I wish is your friendship. And I'm not, I'm not gonna pay for that, cause that would, that would make you, uh, like a rent a friend. And I, I think you're better than that. I think you, I think you deserve better than that. Landis of, of pure heart. Yeah, for, I try. For for the hopeful adventure ahead, and that you will indeed survive and come back to speak friendship with me, I will yeah. grant you a little bit to your quickness. And oh, thank you. You can have a plus two to your flight. Ooh, I am fleet of foot, <laughs> pure of heart, and dumb of ass. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. right. Plus All right. 12. I hop on top of KR and I say, giddy up! (laughs) He's not even the strong one! What the hell? I I said that I am the strong one. No, Dante has the brawn. You have the brains. I'm the fighty one. No. Yeah, Yeah, I have brawn. No, you gave me... You gave me... You gave me... Oh, I guess it's my fight then. Yeah, it's... it's. Yeah, I mix mix brawn. I'm I'm the fighty one. Craven has fight, Dante has brawn, uh, Landis has flight. Okay. Cool. I... I punch, I punch, I punch, uh, Steve in the face. <laughs> uh, set the turtle down. I set the turtle down. I thank the turtle for its time. Uh, I let the turtle go and do its thing. Uh, uh, you, uh, I, he goes, farewell, friends. Good luck on your journey. And though you, Bye. and though you notice the turtle is walking at a very casual pace, it's still at a very considerable run speed. Not, not yeah. in, not in fear, it is simply just fast. Then I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't punch Steve, I, I kind of push him off my shoulders, right. and I just start walking the direction of the, the church. I climb on top of the ambulatory, uh, chest of drawers, and just ride it forward. 
And once once we've been walking for another like three hours, oh sorry, once we've been walking for like another three hours, Landis is gonna go. Ah, fuck! I could have wished not to be allergic to silver. <laughs> <laughs> so we we walk until we reach the the, the blast from his church. Unless something happens between us walking and going. The Chapel Perilous. Craven, in true leader, in true leader of the pack fashion, you lead them down the path in a way, in, down the path in a way as if you've walked it a hundred times in a hundred lives. The building that you have not even seen, you know more, you, you know more closely than possibly the per, the people who built it brick by brick. As you want, is the place, guys. As you wander up, though, there is something that is different about the building. You know, deep inside of your memories and your head. So, all of you guys, uh, if you would roll a brains right now, yeah. of uh, seven. Can we get a bonus because we have been prepped on this mission and given advanced intel? Sure, you roll a uh, brains of six. <laughs> yeah. That is the third one I have rolled in a row tonight on two separate dice. Uh, Landis is too focused on uh, maintaining his sword, which is covered in monster goo, uh, to notice that we have apparently arrived at, at the Chapel Perilous. Because if you don't clean that monster goo off, it's just going to corrode, it's going to get down into the hilt and the works of the sword, and then it's just game over, buddy. I rolled a 14. Uh, DeSoto, we're going to work on getting you different dice after this is over. We're going to put that in the no more that. DeSoto play, because clearly Thank you. those are not favoring you. I mean, they're mean. These are, these are mean polyhedrons, and I don't think I learned that. I rolled a 12. Mm-hmm. I rolled a 5. That's okay. Guys. So, uh, <laughs> you can... KR's the only uh, one so, to Wait, uh, uh, Jamal, you can, you can drop a crunchy point. Nah. Cool. <laughs> oh shit, then I should have been collecting them this whole time. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> but out of everybody, KR's the only one to notice uh, upon walking up to the church. Though you've seen this building in your mind, built brick by brick, what is much different than the building that you know is the picket fence made of possibly hundreds, if not maybe thousands, of human bones and remains. The pale almond tree that is leaking blood, containing also 13 dead humans, as well as what seems to be over a dozen vampires cackling in the front of the building. In the in the and we, and we just miss this. In the, it, the <laughs> though, though, you're too busy looking at your sword. Though you though you feel shocked at this first revelation, Craven. In the back of your head, you watch the building as it is built and know that there may be an alternate door behind around the back. But you knowing that you're, these disgusting jock loser vampires have quite keen hearing. This may take a sneaky approach. Well, this all seems normal. Just a couple I, of I, bloody trees. I, I, I kind of put my hand like, like, to kind of shush Jamal. And I kind of do like the, the, the tactical, like, 
like the hand signals like we're gonna go quietly this way to the other side to do okay, that so uh, in that case DeSoto and Jamal you guys need to roll me a brain of uh, three alright uh, also I would like to put uh, little little muffling booties on the feet of the ambulatory chest of drawers on its foot I rolled a seven on all of its feet yeah Give it stealthy shoes. How about you, DeSoto? Uh, that's an 11. Perfect. So you understand exactly yeah. what KR is uh, hand-signaling to you guys. Uh, we follow his lead. As as you are all distance from the church currently, can I get a flight of three from the group? It looks like it's going to take three successful stealth rolls to get you unharassed into the building. Okay, here's here's a question. Here's a real big question. Uh, I exploded. I rolled a four on my three for my four. Uh, I exploded it. So if I get three successful stealth rows by myself, does that count for everybody? Mm. Well, uh, um, I, if you do that, you're, you're going to have to roll brawn on top of that, I think, in order to accompany carrying everybody. Unless you want to use your fight oh, okay. to punch them into the air like weird juggling well, was... werewolves. <laughs> Uh, um, uh, well, I'm going to explode okay. my dice and see what happens. I, say, I already <laughs> rolled an 8. I rolled a 5, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> and I'm sorry, what are, what are we rolling? Uh, fast or smart? A 3 of flight, which you... A flight? Okay. Yep. I have a plus 12, too, so yeah. Uh, let's see here. Okay, that's a 17. My word. So, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Gulag, um, Gulag General... What I would like to do as the fastmost of us dog and fooses is I would like to zoop around the church super fast-like and find the most efficient, stealthy way to infiltrate it and then come back and inform my compatriots, hey, this would be the easiest way for us to sneak in. Landis always con- always being the one of quick, quick and silent feet does a quick preliminary glance of the grounds and does find a path that seems to be free of twigs and anything else that would cause noise as well as he does find that there is indeed a hidden door at the back of the building yes may we get a second stealth roll one uh the success will be a five ten okay well that uh that's a 14 I rolled a three. What did I need to get a five? I'm using two crunchy points. Though, Cra- though Craven stumbles a bit, uh, taking this slow path, being the one who's used to the more direct approach, Dante grabs him as he begins his fall and readies him back for the final leg. For this final round, we are going to need to make a eight. Oof. As you, An eight? As you are closest to the vampires. Okay. Hmm. Seems like wishing for stealth would have been a good thing to do. I rolled a four, but I'll use my crunchy points. Why did I wish for friendship? That was stupid. You also did get a plus one to your flight. If you didn't have big, yeah, big, yeah, loud friends, then this would probably be the perfect oh, I have, time. I have a flight. No. I, have a, I only had to use one crunchy point then. I didn't have to use two mm. of them because I yeah. forgot I have a plus one in flight. Okay. 
Well, and if oh. nobody had big, loud friends, I wouldn't have anybody. Oh, wait. So. I'm a dumbass. I've been rolling my fights, not my life. You've been punching <laughs> the ground just to get by? <laughs> oh, amazing. I've just been rolling a four. I've been fight and fight. One has an L, one doesn't. Who knew that they look similar when you're just glancing at a character? <laughs> he's um, he's, he's I, walking on his fists. <laughs> uh, yep. Okay, so three, I get to roll three, my two, 10, which is easier. Uh, and I rolled a 10, and I'm exploding that bitch to a 12. I rolled a 12. At the last leg of the race where it does seem like you'd be most likely to be caught, you guys slip into the building with ease. Yeah. I lock the door behind us. I check for trappists. See, you're thinking, you're thinking. Okay. Uh, in that case, then, uh, DeSoto, roll me a brawn of two. Jamal, uh-oh, uh, a brains of two. Uh, that's a that's a three, five. Jeff, we got any traps in there? Also, good job. You locked the door. <laughs> <laughs> you don't find any traps. You suspect that the vampires didn't expect quiet werewolves. The only trap is organized religion. Am I right, guys? Hey. <laughs> I don't know, my mom's pretty religious. She got this weird book. <laughs> Makes me read it sometimes. I trot along. Yes, so, uh, now that we have a moment of peace and safety, Craven, do you have our mission f- s- statement? So, like, we're supposed to, I mean, we, okay, so we got the bones here. We got the bones. The bones of Burak, I believe, was was what they were called, and we're here to deliver them to this here blasphemous church. So, like, is there a crypt below, or is there like, uh, like, do we need to take it to the altar? Like, what are we doing here? Um, can I roll my brains to see? Yeah. All right. What do I need to roll? Uh, Kr, Max you need to roll a five in your brains to see what's going on in this church. I rolled a fourteen. Wonderful. We'll do it. Uh, Actually, I rolled a 16 because I'm trying to find that's something. That's true. That is part of your Figure something out. So it's a 16. Um, when you do your roll, Jeff <laughs> kind of smiles at you, KR. And uh-huh. um, he kind of leans in and he says, As you guys seem to remember, ringing part of the bell is what you need to do to begin the final phase of this, which will undoubtedly alert the vampires to your location. You do see broken planks scattered about. Now, Landis is not just sneakiest of foot. He is also sneakiest of mind. So what I would like to do, uh, Gulag General, is to roll to find out if I think our bosses consider us an acceptable, like, collateral loss to end this war. Like, if we, if we do this thing with the bones here, is it just gonna be like a huge fucking explosion and we are definitely gonna die? But they're like, yeah, that's, that's fair. We don't care as long as the war ends. So I wanna roll to see if, like, what are our chances of making it out of this alive? Okay, roll us a brains of 11. Yeah. Brains of 11. Send them to heaven. I trust our superiors completely! Never mind! <laughs> Brilliant. Why would they I, send I, us a ride? I, I go, I go, and I look look at the the planks that are strewn about. 
find uh, you find planks of what looks like someone attempted, possibly the thirteen who are hanging from the tree, attempted to board up the church at one point. Uh, I, I look around. Uh, do I see the altar at all? Do I see the bell at all? Do I see any of those things in my immediate? Is it merely a rope leading up into the ceiling? And remind me, Nigel, okay. did they bring the? Is it the bones with them, or is the bones out on the altar? They have a few bones, and uh, actually, uh, in a hidden corner that they haven't located, uh, sits uh, a large figure. I I I examine my surroundings <laughs> to see if there's anything hidden in a corner that I did not notice initially. Okay. Uh, in no, case- wait. We covered no. We covered this. Dante did an extremely thorough investigation and asked that large gentleman to move so he could check and see if there were any traps under him, <laughs> and then let him sit back down in the corner hey, 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 hey. and resume minding his own the business. The exact word she said was, "I look for traps," and he found no traps. <laughs> I found it. I found all zero traps. Okay, I, so I roll. I roll a twenty. Holy shit! My my brains. What am I? What am I rolling? Uh, you're gonna roll a five. I rolled an eight. Dope. Um, sitting in the corner, uh, you see a large skeleton barbarian uh, grasping um, uh, a battle axe and just uh, sitting, okay. and it seems to be missing um, some of its teeth, its nose, and a jawbone. I run, jump, kick it in the chest. Dope. No, no. Can I stop him, please? Okay, you guys have to uh, twenty it. Okay. Who rolls the better twenty? Fuck it. Fuck. Thirteen. What'd you roll? I rolled an eighteen. Fuck yeah. So, uh, great. (laughs) Can't get away with nothing. As he lunges to (laughs) kick. Uh, KR grabs him and slams him on the ground, creating a, a, creating a loud noise that you hear the cla- cackling vampire suddenly go quiet. God damn it. <laughs> hmm. I, 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 not to Jamal, to Jamal's character, but also to Jamal. <laughs> fucking kill you. <laughs> hey guys, did you hear something come from the abandoned church? Oh, bro, I totally heard that. That's so weird. What did it sound like to you? It sounded like a lumping person to me. Puh. Sounds like maybe dinner to me. <laughs> Breakfast, perhaps? I'm more of a brunch man myself. Brunch bros! And, and you, you guys hear uh, hands clapping, <laughs> high-fiving, coming closer. All right. I got that reference. I'm I got so that. happy I got I that got reference, that, yeah. Nigel. I have a very specific plan I would like to execute, <laughs> Gulag General. Please say and, it. Okay, so here's what I would like to do. Landis, being the swiftest, most fleet of foot, I would like for him to zoop over to yonder uh, calcified Sumerian warrior. I would like him to take his sword, chomp off his arm, take it, and stick it out the front door of the church to give a thumbs up to let the vampires know that everything is okay. Okay, and okay. I, there's not supposed to be anyone in here, DeSoto. 
No, that thing okay, is supposed to be this guy's supposed to be in here. This is this guy letting yeah, you know that yeah, no guys, like my guys, no like my head fell off. It's fine, okay, don't okay. worry about it. Okay, okay. Both of you. You what? do remember what our quest is, right? Not we're gonna lie, I have no bones. idea. We're we're delivering bones to a church. Right. And you know what that is? That's a pile of bones that's missing bones. So I bet you if we open up that fucking that fucking chest over there we're gonna find those missing pieces of those missing fucking bones and we're gonna put that together we're gonna finish this fucking campaign because i'm sick of this goddamn troll guy running around and the fucking fog everywhere this is bullshit uh desoto i need to roll me a brains of two okie dokes That was that was not in character. That was that was KR yelling. That was KR yelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh that was a 9. Oh, yeah. Um you forgot that you have uh bones in your pocket that was given to you before you left. Oh, wait. I got pocket bones, you guys. <laughs> I throw the pocket bo I throw the pocket bones at the skeleton. Okay. I want to roll my flight and I want to Try to get all of the bones, piece them all together, put them on the altar before the vampires show up. Okay, so what do I need to roll? Uh, do a brains of three. Eleven. Eleven. Perfect. Um, sorry, you're, you're solving the puzzle? Yes, yeah. I, I, and and I will also roll a flight to do it quickly, if I need to. Yeah. Oh, actually, no. Uh, you, you're able to accomplish it, but as you're doing it, um, eight of the windows suddenly have silhouettes standing outside of it, and uh, the skeleton stands up and roars. Um, as 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 green as green ghost that you saw previously in your adventure comes sailing down. And blow and and absorbs straight into the eyes of the monolithic skeleton. He roars to life, letting go of his letting his axe go floating into the air, and holds out his hands in front of you. The axe uh, switches between hovering over each one of you as he stares, waiting. Uh, coins, coins, gentlemen. I, uh, that's a better idea than what I was going to say to Soto. Yep, I figured it might be, Jamal. <laughs> <laughs> I slapped that gentleman a cool tip. Yep. I pull out my entire box of coins and I offer all of it. Um, he doesn't, he does not take, he simply waits. As the silver coin lands in his hand from Landis, he closes in on his hand. His other hand open waiting. I put mine in. I also put mine in. The hands, clo- the hands closing. He squeezed the stones, turning his hands into a metallic silver, as he regrabs his axe from the air. Oh shit, you guys! It's Wolverine. <laughs> this is this is somehow your fault, Kr. Uh, the monolithic skeleton stands there waiting. Is it still right in front of me? I. You know he's gonna fight for us, right? I, I should Are you so. sure? Because I'm going to suplex this thing so hard. <laughs> I, I listen, listen, Jamal. Suplex me instead. I'm fine with that right now. <laughs> um, Just don't fucking hurt the skeleton. Can we get brains roll to remember the rest of the plan. 
We gotta. I gotta. I gotta ring the bell. Uh, I rolled an eight. I rolled a nine. Plus two, ten. Uh, I, I rolled a two. <laughs> I'm very scared of this big old bonesman. No, you're 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 terrified and hungry for bones. Filled with so many conflicting emotions. Uh, you remember Craven. You both you Craven and Dante remember that a, the bell is integral to the plan. I I go and I ring the bell. The I just pull the rope. Because I'm assuming that's the, the bell. The bell rings once. Uh, DeSoto, roll me a brains of two. Yeah. Raru, that's an 11. Well done. You look up at the bell and you see that it is floating up there, but it is not solid, but it is clearly, you can see through it and it's glowing green. Oh, ghost bell. Um, hmm. Okay. But did it ring? Did it ring when when Kr rang it? When it rang, uh, the glass started shattering, and the vampires are crawling in through the windows and are punching the door. Uh-oh. Uh. After the first bell ring, the chest begins to shake. After the second bell ring, the bolts on it begin to loosen. On the third bell ring. You hear an unearthly crying coming from the chest. And on the fourth bell ring, the chest opening with almost a glue-like substance of something being transported clearly from a different dimension, you see a newborn baby waiting within the chest, crying. The skeletal statue becomes active and starts to wander towards the chest. Hmm. Uh... Well, uh, Landis is confused and concerned and very hungry, but, uh, he trusts in Craven's understanding of the plan and assumes that all of this is going, okay. uh, according to that plan, so instead he's gonna try to fend off the vampires. I'm going to use one of my class features right now, mm-hmm. uh, Nigel. I'm gonna spend two crunchy points. Uh, for you to answer anything I ask you honestly. Oh, shit. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta pull up my notes. Uh, that's my, what is that? My... Your intuitive, right? So that's what I have. Uh, yeah, my intuitive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is this skeleton f- creature a friend or a foe? It is, um, a friend. Okay. Uh, I think a better question is, is this baby a friend or a foe? Because why was it locked up? Oh, I can't answer you, bud. He already, well, he had to pay, so you didn't pay. <laughs> I was voicing the idea. I have two more crunchy points that I can use to ask that sure. question. I mean, if you're willing to loan me two crunchy points, Casey. Is there, is there a loan, like a crunchy point economy? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, so first of all, of course we're in an economy. Second of all, I think, well, there's going to be some interest, obviously. You're going to have to repay me back three crunchy points at some point, but I can certainly make you a loan. Of I use points. my crunchy points to ask the question. <laughs> can you ask? Are you intuitive too? Yes. Yes! Am I intuitive? <laughs> yeah! Is, uh, whatever the question was, whatever wanted to be asked. Is the I, baby, is the baby friend or is foe? Is the baby friend or foe? Baby's a baby. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> so I, 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 what, what, uh, Casey said he was doing, what DeSoto said he was doing, letting, letting his trust in me and my trust in the, 
the skeleton guy. We'll see what happens when he goes. Cool. Through. Fighting off vampires. Montage. Gonna need a montage. Jamal, roll me a brains um, as KR and DeSoto are fighting off vampires of uh, three. Eight. Dope. Uh, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a third goddamn. You look over episode. there. Uh, you <laughs> see the baby uh, is surrounded by silver coins, like hundreds upon hundreds. Hey guys, that baby is loaded. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like the children are the real treasure. Oh, oh, wait. Okay, so wait. It's a ghost bell, but the bell needs to be real. Maybe we got okay, but like. When we gave when we gave the skeleton the coins, like his hands became like metal man hands, right? So th- put the rest of these coins on the on the guy, on the baby. No, not on the baby. On the on the skeleton man. Okay. I <laughs> I I take as many coins as my hands could carry, and I throw them at the skeleton. We make it rain on this skeleton man. So, uh, the skeleton is hit by coins. God damn it. <laughs> as, he, as he proceeds to walk towards, ever towards the baby. Rattling through his ribcage. Uh, um, <laughs> as, as, he ga- as he gains closer, as he gets closer and closer to the baby, he brings up his axe. Uh, the baby's a baby, though, and we don't... I, I take more coins and I throw it at the ghost bell. Um, sure. There's coins raining everywhere now. <laughs> it doesn't stick to the... Okay. The the, ske- the skeleton is at the top of his swing. I yell, please stop. <laughs> the blade comes down, nevertheless. I throw my body in front of the baby. I use my zoop to, uh, to try and yoink the baby out of the drawer before the blade can befall it. Let's okay. get those speeds. Mm-hmm. What yeah. speed would you like, Nigel? Fast. How fast do you want the fastest? Uh, about uh, nineteen. Oh Yo. shit! So wait, uh, a okay. gungeon, dungeon into the gungeon, Gulag man. Uh, since since Dante is attempting to shield the uh the infant with his enormous Wolfman body. Wouldn't this be like, uh, like brawl or brawn instead? No, he still needs to traverse from across the room. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Don't you worry, buddy. I'm fast. No, no, no. Because I was near the baby. Sure, that's true. He was pulling coins out of the drawer. So the uh. question becomes: the question becomes, Landis, are you fast enough to get the baby before Dante needs to? Wait, if, box? if 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 Dante is at the chest throwing coins, can he just grab the baby? Sure, because it's in the, the ch- he's right there. Point, so. That's less dramatic. Yeah, he's right there. Yeah, I don't. Less dramatic. I, I feel like I would. It would be quicker to sacrifice my body for the sake of the baby. Okay. Plus, we don't know. We don't know that the blade is gonna is gonna stop when it hits Dante. So okay, uh, I'm rolling my zoop. I've got a plus twelve, and I roll the one, so that's a thirteen. <laughs> and I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you six crunchy points because mm. I got them right here. Uh, so you take these six crunchy points, Jeff. Uh, I roll a twelve. Okay, 
So I'm going so to explode. Nice. Fuck yeah. I rolled a 22. <laughs> 23. Hot Dope. Okay. I'll... Teamwork. So um, you both are able to get to the chest in time. Uh, uh, DeSoto, you actually grab the baby as um, as Jamal throws his body on top of the chest. Yoink. But uh, the baby is connected to the chest. And upon that happening, um, the axe cuts through uh, Jamal, cutting him in half, cuts your hand off, and then the baby is cut in two. As the as the ba- as as Dante and the baby become merely smears of flesh, they suddenly begin to intertwine and interweave into what bo- what the alive ones can identify as a lock being opened. And, per- and am I becoming and- part baby? <laughs> and, and and from and from that from that flesh lock emerges a woman small elderly decrepit what what a few of you may understand as the legendary baba yaga oh good it's the baba Uh. yaga and over here with this fucking guy founding member of the baby splitters club Uh, the the skeleton becomes inactive after his mission has been completed uh my maiden fair I I finally found you. Ugh. And I croak. Oh no! Dante! Oh, his eyes have become X's. Dante the Charming has ceased to be. Gulag General, I, I need to know, I need to know, the, the gripper, what I am now missing, was it my swording hand? It was. No! Never will land this sword again. He'll have to fall back on his degree in communications. Ah, the lichens. Ah, the ones who hide in the shadows. Both so faithless. Both so stupid. Both so foolish to what truly is important. Do you wish to be baptized into the true knowledge of the world within this place of fake gods and foolish prayers? What's the alternative? To say there is an alternative would imply that you had a choice to begin with. As she cackles and throws from her hand a phys- what almost honestly looks like a sparkler. As it begins to, as it begins to circle and wave through the air, there begins to create a vortex sucking towards what seems to be pure black, a simply void that has entered the room. That as each one of you gazes upon what the void could possibly be, it begins to take a toll on your mind just looking at it. Though there may seem like there's nothing there at all, there's clearly something beyond this blackness that you cannot comprehend can I get a brains of two from the group yep am I like a like a lichen ghost <laughs> oh, 15. 
You're like Oh, that's a that's a one. That's a one. Uh Landis Landis is very distracted by his missing hand, which I think we can all agree is fair. Use a crunchy point. No, I have I rolled a thematically appropriate. I actually I rolled a plus ten can can my my bonus because I rolled more than a ten help cover whatever Landis um, is missing. Secret, secret, I was going to say secretly in the back of my head, Anthony's had the power leader of the pack. <laughs> I mean, if you want to roll that with a nine dollar, because he is the leader of the pack. Sure. Okay. So, um, though you so, though you may feel like the Baba Yaga is still here for your best interest, Craven's the one to quickly point it out <laughs> that you feel that you, the lichens as well as the vampires, have been duped. She seems nice. Uh, boss man, something about this dame don't seem right to me. Maybe it's the swirling vortex of pure darkness or the way uh, our best friend had to get killed to bring her back here, but... So, can I can I get a clarification? She has our best interests at heart, no. or she does not have our best interests? Uh, by creating this vortex and assuming and calling both you and the vampires stupid... You believe that this woman isn't here to help you. More um, so. Okay. Upon seeing that, uh, vampires are actually getting sucked into the vortex. Maybe we should kill her. <laughs> uh, the Baba, the Baga, the Baba Yaga goes, try as you may, try as you might, that is not happening tonight. Hmm. I, I'm gonna punch the shit out of her. <laughs> well, wait a minute, 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 wait a minute here. Here, Craven. She seems like a reasonable woman. She's clearly capable of destroying our enemies. Wouldn't it be more profitable to try and forge an alliance of some kind? To try and deal with the devil we know? I, I look at DeSoto and I say, this entire thing has been to prove our worth. Do you think that it's worthy to ally yourself with anything that's evil, regardless mm. of the outcome? No. It's it's almost as if the means we use to achieve our goals are almost as important or more so than the goals themselves. No, yeah, you're correct. Uh, Landis, um, pulling his sleeve down over his bleeding stump, uh, he takes his sword in his other hand, and he makes a hopeless but brave dash toward the Baba Yaga. Um, as you do that, um, she, like, lifts her hands up, and you float up, and you drift into the uh, into the the door portal. No, no, it's like I'm on the moon, which is ironic. <laughs> he gets pushed into the portal. Oh, hi, DeSoto. <laughs> hey, buddy, how you doing? Uh, oh, and as I as I float through the portal, <laughs> I drop my sword and I do a thumbs up and I say, "Boga." <laughs> <laughs> uh, she looks down onto uh, Kr's character and uh, uh-huh. simply says. Um, the final latch has been unlatched, and hell is upon you now. Okay, what is... Where's the hell? Like The church is... collapses on you guys and gets thrown into the portal. Great! Did we fail? I think we failed, guys. Well, we, we completed the story, Jamal, and that's not necessarily the same thing as failure. Craven, as, as the, as the cap-filling Baba Yaga... Simply laughs at you, laughs as it laughs at you as if you were never anything to begin with, as if this whole world that was around you, that you knew up until this today, was merely just an illusion. The portal opens, encompassing everything, 
until there is simply nothing and you are undead. Um, as he says that, you hear a crunching behind you guys. Kevin, choose your Dorito moments. Um, Kevin, uh, like clicks on the light and the whole basement is lit up and there's fog everywhere. Ah, uh, very bright, very bright, very bright. Ah. Uh. Well, that was a waste of time. No, it was I, that Jamal Rude. Stand up angrily and I storm out. Uh, as you go to storm, uh, Jeff, you find Jeff standing behind. Stop you. with the creepy demon moves. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, and this is the hardest lesson to learn of all. Not every battle is winnable. Okay, Yoda. As, as Captain Jean-Luc Picard said in this series that uh, Casey remembered is actually from the 80s, contrary to what it really seems like in our collective imagination. It is. Some, 87. It is, Exactly, yeah. It doesn't feel like it, but it is. It is possible to commit no errors and still lose. That is not failure. That is life. Possibly one of my favorite quotes in the entire series. Nerds. But though though the world has collapsed, the people that you've met along the way, the things that you've done, those things still exist and can continue to fight on forward. That was the point of all this. I... I I'm, I'm left, like... I don't want to say more confused, just... Not nothing has has changed in terms of my knowledge KR. of what's going on. Um, I need you to roll me a brains of three. Fifteen. Dope. Um, as you stand up, angry. Um, you notice um upon the board that's all been lifted up. There is a circle marking uh with a similar X to that of your map. Why does why does that look? I take out my map. Why do those two look the same? Um, as you say that, Jeff has disappeared, and uh, standing before you is Kevin, and he is holding three backpacks that look like turtle shells. <gasps> okay, well that's cool. Uh, uh, that's cool. I will give you that. Um, he hands you three each a sack, and goes. Um, You've been most worthy of this challenge. Thank you. It, it, we are we are honored to be of service. Guys, be cool for like just that. Just can you if you could be cool for like fifteen more seconds? I swear to God. Thank you, young servant, for this boon that you have granted us for the last time. Uh, ca- Calabunga. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kevin, like, stands up on top of a chair and looks at DeSoto and says, uh, check your pocket. More pocket Doritos! <laughs> I look in my pocket. Is it more Doritos? I swear to God. Um, it's, it's a little bit of crunchy Doritos. And then he looks over at, uh, <laughs> Jamal and, uh, KR and says the same thing. I check my pocket. You got crunchy Doritos. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm just gonna assume there's crunchy Doritos and don't yeah. assume. Check your pocket. Check your pocket. <laughs> Fine, I check my crunchy pockets. Um, it's crunchy Doritos. <laughs> it's the zesty orange lembas bread of our people. <laughs> Underneath the crunchy Doritos, uh, you find your key is back in your pocket. <gasps> um, and he he points up to the stairs and he says, "This way, wary travelers." <laughs> <laughs> 